mm, what you say mm, That you only meant well, well, cause you did mm, what you say mm, That it's all for the best, cause it is mm, what you say All right, hi, uh, this is the Rosencast. Uh, I'm Josh Rosenberg. I write the Rosen blog and I make some music and this is... Hi, my name is Tom Juba. I write plays about amusement parks and space and rap songs about Halloween and the bitches that you get on it. <laughs> Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, I live with this man. I love with this man. And special, yes. very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Andrew. I play bassoon. Uh, and uh, yeah, I do classical music, and I'm planning on going to law school to be an entertainment lawyer. I know I also do sociology sometimes, so that's me, sometimes, in yeah. a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, cool. We're going to get into that controversial topic of sociology later in the cast, so um, stay tuned. I have some <laughs> riveting reading on historical sociology and its place within uh, mainstream sociological studies right now, actually, so if you're very interested in that, we can talk about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. We, can do we call this in the business a teaser. That way, like, if you're mainly interested in that, just skip a whole lot of time. I feel like that's know? what everyone wants to hear about. Yeah, like, go to, like, the 45-minute mark, you know. <laughs> and then listen for another two hours. We'll try to not talk about <laughs> music at all after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... As we always do with the yeah. Rosen cast, uh, we like to start at the beginning. Start with day one. Day one. Day one. Andrew, where where were you? When were you? Who were you? Are we, are we talking about birth? Yeah, Just, birth. Yeah. 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 Birth. We're starting right, right when you popped out of there. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was around 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. I Um I was born in Engle, Englewood, Colorado, and uh, I lived in Lakewood, Colorado. Shortly thereafter, being born, uh, yeah, born to how many brothers and sisters? I'm an only, only I'm child, only, only child. Yep, uh, just me and my parents. Uh, but we would have the family over every weekend, like extended family. So I was really close oh, with okay. all of my cousins. My mom has seven brothers and sisters, and four out of seven of them live in Littleton or live in the Denver area. So, uh. Out of all the cousins, where are you youngest, oldest, or where in the, where in the spectrum? I'm actually, are? I'm pretty close to being, ugh, I'm like third away from being the youngest. Gotcha. So okay. you, you had a lot of, the, your cousins, pretty much your siblings though. You, you pretty much. Um, I spent a lot of time with my two cousins closest in age. One is, I'm 21, one is 22, and one is 23. And the three of us spent a lot of time together. Gotcha. Were yeah. they, uh, were they ever giving you art? Were they like showing you movies, giving you the books, some music? No. <laughs> no, no, actually, um, my my older older cousin, not older older, he's twenty six now. He he showed me a lot of music, and that, and then my older cousin, and that she's now thirty, also showed me a lot of music, and it was like stupid things where we would like 
it was like she would show us in sync and be like, "We're gonna do this in sync song for the entire family," and then um, <laughs> oh, ooh, dances. Oh, oh, oh yeah. you do the dances. Yeah. Oh. oh, did you not do that? Was that not part of your life? Was that not a thing no, you did? I just, I just didn't. It wasn't like a, like a regular. Occasion, oh no, like. it was very regular. <laughs> you want to make it sadder? Uh, I did the dances too, but I didn't have any siblings my age or like hung out with my cousins, so it was it was, just it was you. lone dances. Uh, oh god, I didn't do yeah. all the five harmonies, no, but I it didn't was do any. I was like the oldest. Oh yeah, of, like most of the cousins. Everyone, yeah. anyone who was like older than me was like in their late twenties or something. Oh wow. So yeah. yeah. So it looked weird if they were dancing with a little kid. They did they did the more mature <laughs> Yeah, they, they did like the like contemporary pieces. Yeah. yeah. They were doing contemporary dancing while you were like, I'm just cute. Yeah, I'm and just I was doing like, insane turkey dance. Oh yeah. Turkey dance. Yeah. yeah. Uh cool. So they they were showing you the music doing the dances, but it was but was was music a big part of the childhood? Were you getting it from all uh, different sides or? No, actually. Um none of my family members like did or do music of any kind. Um, so what were they playing in the house? I listened to... My parents played a lot of uh, disco. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Lots of disco. What, like, like like Donna Summer? Oh, yeah. Or like um, more, more, less mainstream disco? Less mainstream disco. <laughs> like, like knockoff like disco albums. Cause, <laughs> yeah, and like also like Filipino music. Uh, Really, really interesting stuff. Some of the knockoff, not the mainstream stuff that we, me and Josh. <laughs> oh yeah, not yeah. your, not your run of the mill like <laughs> Mr. DJ Filipino songs. Not, not, <laughs> not, not your Manny Pacquiao. No, uh, no, but like lots of disco music. Like I could like recite like Bee Gees lyrics to you. I'm not gonna nice. do that. But uh, you might be one of the only people that can do that. Yeah, it's sad. Um, <laughs> air Supply, I can I can recite Air Supply to you. Yeah, I went wow. to an Air Supply concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Oh, was that your first concert? No. What was your What was your first concert? <laughs> what was your, what was my your first concert was in Vegas, and it nice. was because we vacationed to Vegas all the time as as a child. As you take five year olds to Vegas often. Yeah, um, is that a and, big thing in Colorado? Like trips to Vegas? Actually, yeah. Well, in our family, it was. I don't <laughs> know why. I guess you're like closer. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we would we would drive fourteen hours to Vegas. But the first Disney concert World of the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, isn't D- Disneyland? Disneyland, no? yeah. No, no, right? no, no, no. It's the prostitutes. The, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's um, a small world. It's gone. Go on another concert. Oh, um, okay, it was yeah, your first concert. Uh, Barry Manilow. <laughs> My sexual okay. attraction to like is Barry making more Manilow. sense as I get your story. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Barry Manilow was uh, was my first concert. Uh, that's, a, that's a decent first concert. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was like Room Five, right after Songs About Jane. So it was like when they were okay. really oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Know, like, that's, that's, that's a, I thought you were going to say something bad. I was like, no, no it's pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and also, like, it was like, oh, Barry Manilow, I can also sing along to Copacabana because I know all of the lyrics for that. And Mandy, I do Mandy on karaoke all the time. <laughs> oh, Mandy's your karaoke. Is that, oh, your, your karaoke is that still your karaoke choice? No, my karaoke choice is Summer Nights from Greece. <laughs> oh, is that always, like, an option? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes. What karaoke places are you going to? Oh, but don't you need a duetter? Yeah. Yeah. Someone always someone knows there. Summer Nights. You don't go karaoke by yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well. What? <laughs> oh, Tom. Oh, oh, no. I dance by myself. He's I go to there. karaoke by myself. by myself. I do it for the art. <laughs> I, yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, karaoke was the only like musical thing that our family would do together. Like, it would be like, <laughs> so like 22 Filipino people in like a room the size that we're in right now 
which is bad because this is audio, but <laughs> singing. Uh, Just imagine a small room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was karaoke. That's what we would do. <laughs> Finding out so many All right, new things. So you did. Me. You did karaoke. You listened to some disco. Yeah. You did the dances. We did the dances. <laughs> when did you start playing an instrument? Oh, okay. Um, in Mm. In fourth grade was when I first really started playing an instrument. Um, we had the school band thing where you could leave class for an hour per week <laughs> yes. to go play music. And so the band guy came in and he was like, I get to miss class for an hour every week. And I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and so I remember going to the... Um, to the high school in our area because that's where like the band festival is going to be and you could like try out each of the instruments and everything and so i tried saxophone clarinet oh you guys had to try out the instruments there you, I, yeah oh yeah i had to audition to be a percussionist in fourth grade really <laughs> yeah that's yeah, insane you have to learn how to do like flams like I no was... <laughs> like they would like it was simple i mean like they like clap stuff and then like, clap no. it back. but like wow. there were kids that didn't get it because they didn't have any rhythm so they didn't even give them a shot shit <laughs> well <laughs> we that, that was not as intense as <laughs> they were just like we need as many people to do band as possible so i i tried saxophone and i tried clarinet and i tried french horn and I had it narrowed down between saxophone and French horn. I don't know why. And <laughs> I, picked, I picked saxophone. It was my you first instrument. Good, you have good, no idea why you picked good that choice, one. Good just, choice. No, just, just, just out of the blue. I was like, I like that one. No, because I, rem I remember in our school, it was not a, it was a choice, but it wasn't like you tested out instruments. You pretty much had a checklist, and <laughs> you were like, which one you want to do? And we had... 20 trumpet players because I don't know why but trumpet just seems so amazing oh yeah, yeah. no it is we it didn't is, know yeah. who Miles Davis was we didn't know any like <laughs> you we were, didn't yeah we weren't cool <laughs> yeah, we, were, we, were, we were we were bullshit fourth graders we were, we were, but we are like this is like this is a big dick instrument you know like, this is oh the yeah totally guy. and then like a couple years later I was like fucking should have done saxophone yeah I, uh, actually no I, I remember the checklist because we got a packet of things and like you had to check off the instruments that you wanted to try and so I, I, uh, I checked out the ones. But, like, when I say try, I don't mean really try. Like, you went and you looked at the instrument and you got to hold it. I didn't, like, blow into a saxophone and be like, this is it. This, this is, is the it. one. Yeah. I, like, held each of the instruments. So I'm going to beep up a bow. Let's try someone else. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. I don't think that's good. But, so, yeah, I did I did band in, in elementary school. And that's the first time that I, I really played music. Oh, wait, no. No, that's a lie. That's the first, like, don't, memory. Don't lie on the podcast. That's the first memory that I have... <laughs> But actually, we do have fact checkers in the next room. <laughs> you know, the team. Yeah. The team, we have. Uh, the Rosen team. <laughs> I actually, the reason why I said that was my first time is because I actually blocked out the first musical experience that I had because it was so bad. Um, oh, okay. We, so, <laughs> this is a dramatic experience. No, well, yes. But um, <laughs> piano lessons were like a thing that everybody did, you know? Uh -huh. And so, my mom's friend, no, my dad's friend's friend was like, kind of a piano teacher <laughs> like not really and so i feel like i heard the story on dateline but you can keep going <laughs> <laughs> no and she her name was miss heidi i remember her because mm -hmm. and she I was just her name yeah. she was just awful she was just awful she made me hate music and playing piano so i don't really count it because it was terrible and i wish that i had gotten a good teacher because like now i'm like i wish i knew like really proficiently how to play piano because this was like this was before fourth grade. I don't remember when, because like I said, it's been blocked out of yeah. my mind. 
but and then I didn't I don't take I didn't take it seriously, so I didn't really count it as me like knowing yeah no, piano. No, that's my so, fine. Yeah, fourth grade, <laughs> fourth grade saxophone was the first time there you have I started it. playing music. Don't, don't take lessons with Miss Heidi. Oh no, I threw her under the bus, didn't I? All, all of your friends in Colorado are going to be like, no! Oh, what am I doing? Every Heidi in all of the Denver area is screwed. So, you start playing music. Mm-hmm. You're playing, I don't know, like The Entertainer. I don't, I don't know what like, fourth graders are playing. No, you, you have like your Essential Elements book. Yeah. Did you have Essential Elements? It was Yeah, it was called like... Standard of excellence or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you worked like through different that. colors. Yeah. And I remember um, D in the staff was the first note that I learned to play on saxophone. Nice. Uh, and annoyed the hell out of my parents because I would just be like sitting on the couch and be like, "Look what I can do!" And like <laughs> D. just like blow, <laughs> just blowing the D <laughs> for hours. It's all good. This is an explicit podcast. For hours. <laughs> I remember I, I got the trumpet home and I went out on the deck and I was playing for such like my lips were killing me because I was trying to play the trumpet for so long. And my friend came over and we like. He just started singing, like, Danny Boy, and I was playing along, but I didn't know how to play, or, like, even if I knew how to play for, like, like now on the trumpet, I still could, like, play along with a song that someone's just singing to. So, like, bam, bam, oh, Danny, bam, Danny, Danny Boy, bam. Yeah, remix. Yeah. yeah. Danny Boy remix. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's really funny watching a fourth grader try and, like, understand music. Oh, my gosh. And I, I thought I was so good, too. I was like, yeah, I'm getting this because I, because of my piano experience. <laughs> <laughs> I have piano experience. I know the notes, so, uh, I mean, I, I, I had a little piano experience. Enough where I could, like, read music. So one of the guys came in and said, and this is probably my favorite music quote of all time, guys... I learned how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb on one note. <laughs> and he just started playing a C to the rhythm of Mary Had a Little Lamb. And, like, everyone, like, half the class who couldn't read music or no music was impressed. And, like, everyone else was like, oh, that's a joke. I mean, like, maybe he was just really ahead of his time. Because, like, if you listen to, like, new classical music right now, people would be like... Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Variations on Mary had a little Sam. lamb. <laughs> Variations on. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah, yeah okay. you know, Schoenberg's so classic. <laughs> so let's let's figure out how we get from there, from there, from here to there. Uh, <laughs> let's just talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So go to fifth grade, go to sixth grade. When's the moment where you start like finding out about guys on the on the saxophone? You start like uh, you start like kind of looking into it or when do you start changing instruments Ugh, i don't i don't really know what happened um so i had oh this is ho- so hard um so i so fourth grade you ha- got to audition to be in the advanced band oh. with the fifth and sixth graders if you were good enough by the second half of the year <laughs> and so but you get three chances to audition and I fucked oh. up the first one, and That's I a lot fucked of up the second one, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna be stuck with the beginning band for the rest of my life." <laughs> and and then he picked the hardest like etude like thing you had to play, and I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna be the worst." And then I played it, and then I was an advanced band. Nice. And that was actually because there's a moment in these elementary school concerts when um, everybody in the beginning band who made it to the advanced band still has to play the beginning band, but they get to stand up. And walk over to the advanced band. Oh, that's so oh, boss. Yeah. <laughs> to be like, yeah. Oh. yeah. I had a really good friend who didn't make it into the advanced band and he played clarinet. And so like our, our band, um, our band teacher was like, 
All right, I'm going to invite all of the people who have made it into the advanced band to please stand up and join us. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and that was actually like like a defining moment of me deciding that music was going to be like a big thing in my life. Like getting up <laughs> and walking over there and being like, I did this. I accomplished it. I practiced enough to do the audition. And I'm better than those people no, yeah. over I, there. I made, like, districts in concert band once, and I was the only kid. And it's like, I just, like, stood up, like, just me when they announced it. And I was like, this is weird, because it's just like they're <laughs> celebrating me, but yeah. whatever. No, it's, it's, it's cool, though. So that was, a good, that was a good moment for me. But, like, I didn't really get exposed to, um, like, real, like, players, like, until I was... In mi- not even middle school, probably, like, high school, like... Like being like these are the guys you need to listen to. They I didn't realize people telling me that until I was. Well, high I feel like I feel like most people that do that were like in the jazz band. Oh, I was, yeah, I was stuff like that. So yeah, like, I mean, like I was in I was in jazz band um, mm-hmm. in middle school. I which was also which was also auditioned um, they, for this was the first year that sixth graders were with the middle schoolers and um, I was oh, one middle of, school one to so seven, it was seventh eight, eight. So seven, eight and then okay. but we were the first middle school class to go there. And he was like, all right, like, usually the jazz band's just eighth graders, but, like, we didn't, you're going to open it up to everybody. And so I auditioned on saxophone. And I also auditioned on piano because I was like, I've been playing piano for longer. <laughs> Even though I was really bad. I was really bad at piano. But I was tiring. like, that's the one. Yeah. Just, yeah. And so I auditioned at saxophone, and I got in as a sixth grader and playing second alto. And that was, like, I don't know what happened, but I was in this <laughs> advanced band as a sixth grader again. It's cool. So do you ever go back and think about the songs you played in jazz band? Because I, like, now that I know a little bit about jazz, the songs we play, like, I was always amazed, like, how does, how does Mr. Vigiletti know all these songs? And, like, I, A-Train was one of them. Freddie Freeloader off of Kinda Blue was one of them. Uh, Steppin' Out. Like, oh, yeah, Steppin' Out. Just pretty much every jazz standard, and I was Uh, like, oh, he doesn't know that much. I think we did Birdland, like, five times. Oh, yeah. I think every jazz band does I didn't do that in high school, actually. Really? But... It's the uh, fucking best song. <laughs> yeah, no, in, uh, like in middle school, obviously, since I got in, in in sixth grade, I ended up playing lead in my eighth grade year, and like we picked like a ton because like I I got really lucky with my band director in middle school because he uh w- he was just amazing, and so like I got really lucky because I was playing lead alto, but then like they picked like what did I say? This is a Ray Charles song, which mm. like had a huge alto sax solo in it, and he's like, yeah, we're gonna do this, and like um yeah, so I'd say my middle school band director, he's the reason why I switched to bassoon actually. Um, cause I was still playing, I was playing lead alto from seventh grade, which mm. was so unusual. But then, um, he was like, we need a bassoon player. That's usually how people play bassoon. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was like, no, it <laughs> people was usually like, it was weird. Cause we like need he, a bassoon player. He, he, he knew that I like, I was pretty good at music. And mm-hmm. then he was just like, yeah, do you, we need a bassoon player. And I didn't know what bassoon was. Yeah. And me being the kind of person that I was, being the type of person that likes being seen walking from the beginning to the advanced band, he was like, who wants to play bassoon? And it was me and the other kid who played clarinet who didn't get into advanced band. Oh, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play bassoon. What's and that I didn't dude's, know what it was. What's that dude's name? I, don't, I mean, I, Andrew, I love you, but like, here's a story of like no tragedy so far. That guy feels, if he's not dead yet, I would like really... In a gutter okay. doing math like, I could have been an advanced man. <laughs> His name is Evan. He goes, right. I think he goes to Curse. CSU. We don't even know what those letters stand for. Yeah, Colorado okay. State University. Sure, yeah. yeah I the Rams. <laughs> no? Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, in seventh grade, I remember it was the first week, and he was, 
like we need a bassoon player because we were like we were we were the top middle school band in Colorado. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Nice. Um, but he was like, we need a bassoon player to round out our section, like our like our, our low read section. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I didn't know what it was. And so he brought one in one day. And you were like, like, okay. I was like, this has seven pieces to it. And I need to put, <laughs> like, I blow onto this piece of wood and it makes sound. And it was really weird because, like, seven, he was like, oh, yeah, there's a bassoon player who's a middle school teacher in Aurora, which is, like, a, another suburb that's, like, 40 minutes away. And so my band director was like, yeah, after school one day, I'll just drive you there. <laughs> and, like, you can have a lesson with him. And, I, like, 7th like, grade oh. Andrew was like, I have to spend 40 minutes in a car ride with you. <laughs> just the two of us. Seems, he's, like, really committed to have a bassoon player you, at no, this and point. Then, no, he, I, and then, like, he took me to this, to this other band director, and, like, I played it, and I had a lesson, and that, like, Taught me everything I knew about bassoon as a middle schooler. So, was it was a weekly thing, or was it... no, just once. Oh, okay. okay. I it thought was, like every oh, week no, 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 you had just, a bassoon lesson. No, like. I actually didn't actually take lessons again until I was a senior in high school, which is crazy. But Whoa. yeah, so just, I had this one lesson, and I was like, okay. And then I self-taught everything else. He damn. pretty much taught me how to hold the thing, and bassoon has a seat strap like you. It's like a belt. You put it underneath you, and you sit on it, and then you clip it to your bassoon, and you balance it, and that's how you hold it. Like you don't have a neck strap like a saxophone. And so he... I don't think I've ever seen one of those. <laughs> yeah, so he he basically taught me how to do that and how to hold it and think, where to put my fingers. So I think they just held it in our high school. No, you're, they, it looks like it's like floating because you, you can't see it, but like, yeah, you sit on it and... I, I'll have to ask. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, well, I was gonna be like, I'll have to ask the people I know play the suit. Like, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, no, it's, it's, yeah, that's that's all he taught me how to do. And then my my band director handed me an essential elements of bassoon book, the same one that we used yeah. in elementary school, and was like, "There's a fingering chart in there. Learn it." And, and the pure shame of being like, I, I don't know if this is for you. I had to learn French horn my senior year of high school, mm -hmm. and like. French horn is a hard, it's a hard instrument to play. It is, yeah. yeah. Like, especially yeah, yeah. all the lip movement and everything. And I was yeah. going from baritone to French horn. Yeah, so smaller. It's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And the two is different, so. Just the pure shame of being the worst person in the band because I'm learning a new instrument made me become, like, I became the section leader by the end of the year just because I was like, yeah. I, did, I did not, I'm not going to be the fucking worst. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I worked really hard on it. And um, we had all district auditions and they're like, you know, we only have like, five bassoons in the district you might as well audition and he was like it's not gonna hurt because next year you'll just audition and you'll get in then <laughs> yeah and then i auditioned and i'd been playing the instrument for two months and i got in to the all district <laughs> yeah, <I got> <laughs> to the all district band after playing for two months and i was like and this was the year that the middle school honor band decided to do a bassoon feature song it w it's literally like if if you're if you want to look it up it's called alligator alley and it's literally written on the top of it, it's like dedicated to like Evelyn, my nine-year-old who can play a mean bassoon. <laughs> That's the dedication on the music. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, and so I got into that, and then a mean bassoon. Yeah, and then my second year, I was I was the first chair all district um, in middle school for bassoon. The the next year, yeah. So Going for middle school, all district boy, you know. Yeah. Be, being at Evan every single chance he got. Yeah. Playing Evan's for Evelyn. Loser, uh, screw you, Evan. <laughs> uh, get out of school. Start. You become a person. You know. You like yeah. gain consciousness. Yeah. I well, I always think eighth, like throughout middle school, you think you know what you're doing, and I I 
I remember just the same amount as middle school as I do being like a little little kid. I think it's the same amount of no consciousness. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, I don't, I don't know why this. Like, okay, middle school for me was like a really big growing time, and like I consider it like a very like transformative time in my life, which is weird because like I was ten, I was younger than ten, <laughs> but like in sixth grade, um, my grandparents passed away like very suddenly in a fire at the end of. Oh uh, yeah, and anyway, not to get too personal, but that's what happened at the end of sixth grade and like music got me through that and like I was like oh like and they lived in the Philippines so I didn't really see them I saw them every like two years and we would go pretty regularly to the mm-hmm. Philippines every two years mm-hmm. but then like once they died we just we stopped going and mm-hmm. it was it was such like like now that I'm looking back on it it was like such a weird change but also just being like oh they're still there they're just in the Philippines but and it was like the first time that I ever saw my dad break down even though it was my mom's parents like it was oh wow yeah it was really weird and then like, we found out there was, like, some, like, extraneous circumstances behind their deaths where there was, like, foul play involved with the fire. So it was, like, a really big, like, upheaval for me, and I had yeah. to grow up really fast because of that. Mm-hmm. And then in eighth grade, I had went through, like, an upheaval of my own where, like, I was forced out of school and had to transfer schools. Like, I was essentially expelled from school. Like, golden boy Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so I went to... I was at a new high school, so this... Like, I went, I'm at a new high school trying to make new friends and basically uh I, had, I only had one other friend because she also went through like a pretty bad upheaval in eighth grade and decided to transfer schools because like people were being mean to her and so it was just because of my situation um I entered marching band which was like the only other like the only thing that I really had <laughs> going into high school is trying to make friends so I I like entered into marching band halfway through band camp and so it was like oh you're like the, the weird kid who just <laughs> entered in halfway through and i was like uh-huh. yeah i play saxophone playing tenor sax like yeah. uh um and i was there's actually there's, pretty, no, there's no marching bassoon no marching it was actually pretty funny though because like when uh, when my band director was introducing us introducing me to the band he goes um this is andrew who's gonna be joining us uh he plays uh bassoon and saxophone and i he would actually remembered me from subbing at my middle school. He was a sub before he was a high school band director. And he was like, I remember him subbing at this middle school. And I remember thinking, he's going to be a really good bassoon player someday. <laughs> and I was like, Jeez. yeah, great. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for this. Uh, Everyone's like, oh. oh, there's the cool bassoon boy coming into the <laughs> new school. It's <laughs> like, great. Thanks, Mr. Ewing. And so I, I dove head first into the marching band thing. Uh, I, I marched tenor saxophone and I played bassoon in concert band and I played tenor sax in jazz band and yeah so that's that became my life and then yeah yeah uh so music where uh what was the music you're listening to at this point what were you doing I was I was uh this is gonna be embarrassing <laughs> I was I, already know it's I mean like right. what were we talking <laughs> we, about we, we, we were we talking know, about yeah. disco earlier but um <laughs> I was a huge alternative rock punk rock emo kid uh for no particular reason. Just my, on the outside, too, or just on the inside? On the inside, too. <laughs> uh, no, because, like, my cousins were into that kind of music, and we, that's what we would listen to, and it was like, yeah, fallout boy. Yeah. I'm so angsty, and I also wear my socks up to my ankles. Like, <laughs> like that, that was totally. the you symbol of angst. <laughs> uh, you did not point to your ankles at all. <laughs> that was upper shin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I was so, that's the kind of... <laughs> Everyone wears their socks to their ankles. Yeah. yeah. That was the kind of music I was listening to. I was way into, like, Fall Out Boy was and, and still is my favorite band. 
No shame in that. Uh, Doesn't. It's okay. <laughs> Don't we, mind it. We just talk about you guys after the podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 The other podcasts were really accepting. They're like, <laughs> 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 Afterwards, we're like, yeah, my <laughs> Fallout Boy. <laughs> so that would be. Pete his dick. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, Fallout Boy, um, Plain White Tees, and <laughs> who's uh, Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes? Okay. And uh, there was one other band. Blink but, too, no. No, 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 but th- no, that was my first concert without like adults. Was that was, was, it was freshman year? No, no, no. Fallout Boy. <laughs> oh, okay. Plain White Tees and Gym Class Heroes. Like such a oh, weird wow. lineup. But oh, yeah. what was that? Was that Warp Tour? No, it was <laughs> it was Fallout Boy's like headlining tour, and I went. We like went to oh, University wow. of Denver and like went like did the they were doing like an arena tour. It was it was weird, but that was yeah freshman year. That was my first. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of music. Rock and roll. <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. Alternative good. rock and roll. God, get out. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> you do live here. I, know, I can't go anywhere, sorry. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, so you're going through and a lot... You're playing music, but at one point... Is, is it 40 minutes in? Can we get into the sociology now? Is this is this fine? Yeah, yeah cool. we're, we're, 36. we're 36. 36. Cool. So at what point did like, oh, being a law student... Was that more of a backup plan, or is that just like you start? You like you saw Daredevil starring Ben Affleck, and you're like, I think lawyer could be a fun thing, you know? Well, no, it was. It was never a backup plan, and I, I like stressing that to people because they're like, "Oh, you couldn't make it as a musician, so <laughs> you want to be a lawyer." No, it was never that. Um, so, I, I mentioned that my grandparents had died um, in sixth grade, and like the the legal system in the Philippines is like fucked up. And there was, like, no justice for what happened. And that, that really bothered me. Mm-hmm. That really bothered me. And I was like, I could... Not in the Philippines, but, like, I could really make a difference in someone's life as a lawyer. But at the same time, I didn't want to be, like... Sorry. I didn't want to be, like, a defense attorney. Because, like, what if I knew that this person was guilty and I had to defend them? And also, I didn't want to be a prosecutor for the flip side of the coin. Like, I know that person is innocent, but it's my job to try yeah. to get them convicted. And so... Music was such a huge part of my life that I was like, there's my field. That's the kind of law I'm going to practice. I'm going to advocate for music the best way that I can. And the reason that that actually ended up like sprouting into my mind was because my senior year, there was a big push to cut all music from uh, elementary schools in our district. Mm. And I, I organized a social media campaign to get people to go to the meeting where they were going to have it. And we had, like, we filled up the district board meeting for the first time ever, and they had to have overflow, like, room for it. And I didn't even go to the meeting because I had an honor band (laughs) rehearsal that night, (laughs) so I couldn't go. But I was like, I could do this. I could be an advocate. this whole thing. I I didn't go. No, but that's when I knew that I could be an advocate for it. (laughs) They're all like, where's Andrew? Where do you go? I got a picture from it. I was like, oh, nice. (laughs) Look at them there. You guys are are doing so great. Photoshop your head in. So that's that's when law entered in. And actually, um, there was another little incident. We were talking about, this was, so... Did marching band thing, and then I did a competitive percussion because that was like the vein of what you did um, during winter season when there was no marching band. Mm-hmm. So um, we're not playing. A, not a winter guard guy. No, I wasn't winter a winter guard, guard guy. No, um, com- as competitive percussion, uh, even better. But um, there was 
a band in Colorado, and they're one of they're nationally ranked in the percussion world. Um, they're called North Glen, and they were doing a zombie show based on the music of Imogene Heap. And um, we were talking about Imogene Heap in a rehearsal for our band because we were like obsessed with North Glen because their show was so cool. And um, my band direct, our, our director of the front ensemble, Amanda, was like, yeah, like, they're doing an Imogene Heap show, and they're like, you know that song? It's like, mm, what you say? And I was like, yeah, it's Jason Derulo, right? And she was like, no, it's Imogene Heap. They stole it from her. And that's the first time that, it, like, I had this idea of, like, oh, music is a thing that can be, like, kept and, like, copyrighted and is a piece of property that people made and has have a right to. And I just remember her being like, they stole it and they had no right to. And like looking back at it, I was like, no, that's that's called a sample. That happens like, yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Listen to rap music. But yeah, so those are those like two things in my head are like the reason why I thought about like advocating for and protecting music and musicians. Well, I think that's a good that's a good uh, segue into. As you guys know, the Rosen cast. I think the most important question that we ask people is, what's the most important album of your life? Kind of what's the musical turning point? You listen to this album, and it, it's such a wide open question. Like to answer, it's. I would say it's it a very. Really is. It's, yeah, it's an unfair question. <laughs> well, it's because there's a lot of albums that like influence people. Yeah, but I I do feel like everyone has that one album. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like kind of change like oh like music could do this or like oh I need to do me. Like, there's mm-hmm. yeah, always there a different be, answer. There could be multiple. I mean, like, I have no problem with people coming back on the show or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, You'd be like but no, like, it wasn't that one. Well, no, that not not saying stupid. like it wasn't that one, but saying like this was the next one or like, uh, yeah. this one was also influential. Not, no. not letting that happen. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, this is your one chance. So, oh, God. Um, Andrew. It was... Most important album. Masters of the Bassoon. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Oh. No. We, we didn't listen to that. <laughs> oh, we, uh, <laughs> oh. No, it's actually... No, it, it was um, Speak for Yourself, Imogene Heap. Uh, it, it wasn't the album that, like, impacted me so much. It's like, like the songs off of that album just, like, popped up in my life in really weird places, <laughs> and I didn't realize that they were all on one album until later, oh, when, my, when my cousin bought me the album, because my other cousin had been like, he likes Imogene Heap, buy him an album, and I was like, these songs are on it! They know all They're of all in one place! <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest moment when you realize albums exist? I, yeah. <laughs> I've never, like, talked to some people about the podcast, and they're always like, oh, I, like, know a lot of singles and hits that I like. Yeah. Oh, I know, like, we're gonna do albums. We're, we're doing albums. And I didn't listen to albums until, I would say, like, my freshman year at college. Is when I really start oh, like really? every day, like yeah, like actually. I mean, I listen to every Beatles album, but uh-huh. besides that, I'd be like, oh my god, what a great song by Hot Shell Ray. You know? <laughs> but uh, tell us about the moments and that, that like yeah. connected the album. So, um, hide and seek is that song that Jason Derulo what sam- yeah, the one that he sampled. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, yeah, and yeah. I don't know when I first heard it, but it was before I was a freshman in high school. And it was, it's so cool. Like, she has, it's just her, but she, like, runs it through a synthesizer or something. And the effect and textures that she get, she gets in, like, this four to 16 parts, like, mm-hmm. anything in there. Parts harmony is so cool. Like, yeah. and she creates, like, these really crunchy chords. And it's, like, it's the most popular song off that album. But I ended, I heard it somewhere. And, like, just, like, it was always in the back of my head because of, like, how it like manipulated because like I would call this album pop music but it's like not it's like 
It's like it's like what I call Bjork, where I'm just like I don't know. I don't it's know just what it Bjork. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just Bjork. It's, I'm not gonna call it. So to this. that was like the first time when I was like, you could do some really cool things with music and like like the crunch that you get in things like yeah. It's like not popular pop music. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, exactly. Not popular, it's like not popular, but it's like. This isn't this isn't pop pop. Like, this, is, <laughs> this isn't like yeah. yeah it's no. definitely in the genre, but yeah, it doesn't no, exactly. make sense with a name. So there, that's like a moment, I guess. Uh, but then there was this this North Glen show that was a per, that was a competitive percussion show, but it was based off of uh, the music from Imogene Heap, the first not hurt speak for yourself album. One song was from an earlier album, mm-hmm. and then the, the second song was um, "Have You Got It in You" um, mm-hmm. off the album, and. It was so cool, like, the, like they were all zombies first of all, and then they had like a killer electric guitarist and uh, kind of electric guitarist in the in the percussion ensemble. Yeah, you're allowed electric guitar, electric bass, um, no violins though. Okay, no, that's bow where they draw the line. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're hitting it with your fingers. You know? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, actually, do, yeah, you can plug. Do they, do they take plug. piano but not harpsichord? No, but like, <laughs> so like. Not to get into like the intricacies of indoor percussion, no, please. But <laughs> like, you can have a saxophone in it, but you can't blow into the saxophone. You can only like press the keys down and make that like popping noise, like that cool. counts as a percussion <laughs> instrument. So you can use that, but you can't actually. So anyway, so there was a show, and they were like doing really cool things. Like they had a singer in it too, and because it was they were doing it off the music of Imaging Heap, and basically she like. Uh, the front ensemble, which, like, never gets involved in the show because, like, all the marching drums and everything do everything in the back and they do the mm-hmm. cool things. But this singer, like, attacked the members of the front ensemble and turned them into zombies. And then by the end, everybody is, like, playing on some kind of, like, drum, which was just, like, while the same electric guitar solo is going on. But the second movement was Have You Got It In You from Speak For Yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, now the way I think about music is, like, so theatrical and, like, that was that's the reason why I realized that music can be like theatrical. I'm not just gonna like sit down and play my bassoon for a rating from a judge. So it's another moment. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is um, not the last one, but um, the last major one from high school actually was uh, senior year. So I did theater too through high school, and I'd never been in choir though. Uh, but I knew so I knew the choir directors because of theater and. She encouraged me to audition my senior year to see what happened. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I can <laughs> sing sometimes. And so I auditioned, and then she was like, I want to put you in our top vocal ensemble. And I was like, you want to you do what? You wanna do- <laughs> yeah. And so... <laughs> I'm getting another honors, I believe. <laughs> and Ev- Evan also transferred. Like, no! Evan was in No, so she put me in the top vocal ensemble, and then the first piece that we learned was an imaging he song it was um <laughs> so weird yeah i when when you were like imogen heap i was like i've heard that name before i think and <laughs> yeah. i listened to the record and then i get to that part in hide and seek and i'm yeah, like, like oh uh, yeah but i mean you've experienced uh, imogen heap i didn't like, like i like i don't know why this <laughs> happened like but so the song is just for now which is off that album but uh-huh. um the live version is so much better than what she has on the album because mm. she um she has a looping pedal and she runs it through her. We're just sticking to the album. We're not. We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the live version is a lot. <laughs> but that was the version. That was the arrangement that um, we ended up doing in choir. And um, I, like, I was doing all sorts of music, but I never like sang really in like a group. And we were we were working on it, and then like we hit this like 
incredibly crunchy and cool chord. And mm-hmm. I remember they were having percussion rehearsal in the band room next door because I was in the choir room. And my friend, who everybody was like, why are you doing choir? Like, that's stupid. You're a band <laughs> kid. And my friend was, like, in the connecting office that, like, joined the two rooms. And she heard us hit this chord. And she was, like, she, like, had this look of shock on her face. And I looked, like, looked at her and I smirked. And I was like, yeah, like, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're really fucking good. <laughs> and then... After we did this run, we were like, all right, let's, like, go around, because it's choir, and let's go around and share, like, what we like her, what we thought about the music, and, like, I don't know what happened, but I started talking about it, and I was like, I think it's really cool that, like, there's a level of talent, like, even here in Littleton, Colorado, where you can, like, put this song together and, like, make, make this thing happen, and it's so cool, and it really, like, it really resonated with me, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I started, like, crying on the third day of choir, and they're like, this kid is weird, but... I, and it was it was that it's that that's it's that song just for now and it was like a combination of the arrangement and also the lyrics that were behind it like like it's it's that time of year leave all your hopelessness aside just for now because like you just need to get away from it all but you can't you can't really get away from it you can only get away from it for that stress that stretch stretch of time and that really resonated with me where I was at my time in my life so those are the three big ones like off of that album, which, like, it's, like, really weird that, like, all, like, <laughs> yeah. that, like, that happened that way, but... <laughs> no, 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 tell, I, uh, Annie Baker, who's a playwright, one of the poets for a couple of years ago, was just on WTF with Mark Maron, and she was talking about how Shakespeare is the best when it's in high school and it's on a stage, because it's, it, like, you could get just these high schoolers from, like, Littleton, Colorado, and come together and make this awesome production. Yeah. And, like have these moments and you realize like how limitless art is and how like oh my like yeah yeah it's it's one of those beautiful moments where yeah i mean i lived in new jersey so you looked in new york like oh that's where all the art's happening that's where all the cool stuff's happening but every once in a while you hit one of those chords and it's like yeah. really crunchy and you you realize that there's a weird potential it's never gonna leave this room but for a second it kind of <laughs> echoes yeah. in the pillars yeah it's, oh. no it was it was really cool and so like i, I listened to that song at uh, at le- like the live the live version <laughs> i listen to it at least once a week because it just like is a good reminder that you just need to get away from everything for a while but yeah so, so moving on from there uh, yeah you applied nyu you make it in yeah i did uh, start studying sociology uh i'm looking at the time i don't think we have enough time to talk about your sociology oh no well, I mean, no like historical it, it sociology. could just be like no i mean like it's, it's no it's not it's not like Super important. We definitely. Yeah, I mean, no, we. I mean, let's not talk about the reading you're doing tonight. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you going on from here? You just took the LSATs. When are you, when are you getting those uh, things back? Um, oh, I'm probably gonna get them back in the next week and a half, which is frightening. Yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, at Imogene Heap came back into my life recently. Oh, oh what'd she do? Oh. Uh, <laughs> what'd she do? <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen this, but she invented a new technology. The, they're they're glo- you, so you. Because she would always have a lot of technology in her show. Like, if you listen to your music, it's very, like, yeah. electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, how do you do this live? And so she invented these... So it uses, like, an Xbox One thing, like, the cameras. Okay. And um, so she projects it onto the stage. Like, the camera's facing her on the stage. And she has these gloves, and they're connected to her body. And she's programmed different parts of the stage to be different parts of, like like electronic sounds mm-hmm. so she'll like go stage right and like start doing drumming noises with her fingers out and it creates a hi-hat noise but That's then sweet. she like goes over to the left side of stage and then does the same motion and then it's tom drums and then she can also like do like if she twists her hand this way it modulates the pitch up and then she can also just like do hand motions that are looping devices so like she sings it 
that's the recording, and then she sings it again, and then it's looping on top of that. Oh, sweet. So it's like a really like live yeah, performance so she's of this made, electronic like, stuff. It's pedal re- looping of yeah. performative art. Yeah, so yeah. I, I saw this, and um, we, we have a class here at NYU called uh, Performing Arts in Western Civ. You'll have to take it I at one point. I have to take point. it next year. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's like the philosophy of music, and you, they were like, you have to pick a modern performance something and write a paper on it, and I had just seen this, and I was like... This changes everything because, <laughs> like, the song she wrote too was called "Me the Machine," and it's like how technology is taking over uh, uh-huh. everything too. And she's like, I, I, di- "I did it! Like, I'm actually the machine, but I'm also helping to create this really cool music." So she popped up again, but <laughs> which is weird. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know if you ever seen the movie The Number Twenty Three. I haven't because it's probably ha- no, it's probably terrible. <laughs> I have to say that. But I the Number Twenty Three follows Jim Carrey throughout his life. And it's like a demon thing. I'd be I'd be wary of imagery. <laughs> I'm scared of all, that pattern in your life, just because because it keeps popping up. She, she, yeah, uh, it keeps coming back. But uh, as far as that, what what's next for me is is law school, being a music a music lawyer, uh, and really advocating for music and musicians. Like I said, that's the most important thing to me right now. And I I play bassoon because it. Which is this is something you'll not hear very often, but I play bassoon because it allowed me to pay the bills to get an NYU degree in sociology. <laughs> I I'm gonna go so far to say never going to hear that again. <laughs> probably probably not. But and then here's a sociology plug. So bassoon helped me pay these bills to do sociology. I'm writing a a sociological thesis about musical genre and its relation to class position. It's actually really cool. Yeah, I really and so like it. <laughs> we're, um, Josh is going to help me out, but we're recording um, pretty much, it's going to be two songs, but we're going to vary them by genre. So it's going to be the same song, but like one version will be reggae, one will be R&B, one will be rap, one will be alternative rock, mm-hmm. one will be hip hop, and then I'm going to have respondents rate just like how much they like them, and then they're also going to list their class or like their income level education, and then I can get a socioeconomic index from that. And we can find out, like, if higher class people really do like classical music or if they're just bullshitting everybody. <laughs> and so that's how I've kind of connected everything, and I'm really excited about it. That's cool. I'm excited to see it. Uh, Andrew, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I, did, I, I had a good time. It was yeah. <laughs> Wear the Ides of March. Beware Imogen Heap. Uh, <laughs> Beware she's, Imogen she's Heap. She's coming for me. She, no, she's coming. No bad she's blood coming. for Imogen Heap in case she hears this. <laughs> Hopefully she'll hear it. And be like, be, oh, I changed this kid's cool. life. <laughs> she's like, I invented new gloves that will kill Andrew. <laughs> I am the machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Really wonderful talking to you. It's great. Okay. I, well, cool. Thanks for having me. Awesome. See you next time. I think something's burning. You flew in the whole thing. I feel the smoke a lot. Whoever put on this music, the better